This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Yes, hello, please try sure, not to be sure. angry with us Please, please, please Yo, I don't please think you don't. can be angry with someone who's got COVID well, do that, Does everyone know you've got COVID? I don't well, know. I'm going to say it now, yo Okay Listen, the wolf has COVID Mm-hmm So the owl at the moment, as, as far as we're aware, doesn't have COVID. No, he's COVID free, but uh, the wolf is COVID up. I, I have I have full blown COVID. So listen, first of all, before we get into the wolf's COVID story, which I'm sure will be uh, something that at some point will be turned into a film. Uh, apologies for our slackness in getting a podcast out to you. We we were supposed to do one before the end of last week, but listen. The wolf has got COVID. He's got a baby. A baby he's got a film. Like you know, he's got a lot of shit going. You've on. You've got loads going on as well, Sweet Pip. You've got loads going on as well. Yeah. Okay. So 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 <laughs> talk, have, us, talk, Sweet talk us. Sweet Pip. That's such a nice name. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> Pip is cute. I like that. Talk us. Talk us. Can I get you an Arsenal awesome shirt with Sweet Pip number nine on the back? Yeah, if you, if you want something that I'll never wear and will just rot at the back of a cupboard. <laughs> no, but you, you know, I would, I'd go to an Arsenal game with you, right, and your three boys, and I'll get the tickets if you wore that shirt. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, because the number of times that I've taken the boys to Arsenal, and I thought, do you know what, complete this picture, Tom Davis. <laughs> and, and, and I'm so I'm so desperate for Tom to join us and wear a T-shirt that makes me look like a <laughs> in order to, to make that happen. <laughs> no, I just want to see, like, Charlie go, Dad, why are you wearing a, why are you wearing a shirt with? Sweet pip number nine on the back. Just, um, so can you get to this bloody COVID story? So what's right. happened? So listen, um, oh man. Thursday, Let me stop you there. What, 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 what like are you doing with your hands? Okay, okay, a wrapper. Okay. So you're not. Even, it's not even like you're unwrapping a sweet. You're just playing with a wrapper. Right, no, you know, to create to create drama. Have you never seen okay, like any of the great fucking actors? Like they'll always have like a cigarette, or like they'll be like knocking a like pack of cigarettes, or. Yeah, because or... they're about to smoke or because they're smoking or because they happen to have a pen because they're writing. They don't play with a, a, a fucking sweet wrapper they found in their pocket because they're clearly wearing something they haven't washed in months. <laughs> well, listen, no, I mean, COVID clothes. Sure. 
you know, stuff. COVID clothes is literally, I haven't had a change I've of clothes. Gone, I've gone in so aggressive on it. I, I, I don't, don't worry, I quite like it. It's my favourite version of the owl. I know, it's I know the, it is, but it's not the listener's favourite version. No, I know it is. What, 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 no, what happens it is, is like, we'll, get, the, we'll get emails, we'll get emails about it. I know. But, yeah, I know, but when you've got your little peck out, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, go on. So, listen, Thursday, mm. Thursday early hours of Thursday morning, I, mm. I checked myself. Gun fingers. Tom's doing I'm, gun fingers. I'm negative on an actual flow. Yeah. Okay. Thursday lunchtime, I take a PCR. I'm negative, and mm-hmm. Thursday evening, I'm coming home. I'm, I'm negative on both tests. And Thursday evening, mm. I start feeling a bit run down. There's a slight cough. Okay. I text you, didn't I? Remember, I said I think I'm. You did text COVID. me. Yeah. I said I'm not feeling very good. Yeah. yeah. And then I get into get home. I said to everyone, look, don't come near me. I need to do electrical flow. I went upstairs, did the electrical flow straight away. Positive line comes up. Mm. Um. So. Yeah, and then I. What did was your piece. What was your emotional reaction to that? To Just that genuinely, thing? genuinely, absolute devastation. I know, I know. Because because now it's what day? So that was on Thursday. Now we're recording this Monday, so I've not seen my daughter for like four days. Right. Like unless I look through a window and look at her, and yeah. So you're so you're so you're isolating within your house, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So so how's that? How's that work? I've got my parents. My parents were bit. staying here anyway. Right. So I'm just in mine and Catherine's bedroom. Catherine's in one of the spare rooms. My parents are in the other. And yeah. So now I sort of look like a weirdo. I like literally, I hope to God, like Grace doesn't remember like this weird week when she was a baby and her father was just peering in through a window with a fucking mask on. What, what's, what's clear from that is you've done very little research into when children start remembering things. The idea that Grace would remember this period of her life. When does she start remembering? When do they start remembering things? Um, I think. I reckon four, three, four? four, maybe a bit younger, two, three. Well, fucking hell, you've just literally, like, I, I like the way you sort of think you're professor age, and then you. Well, what I would say, what I would say is, it's a blessing that you don't remember breastfeeding, isn't it? I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say that's true. Okay, yeah. so uh, uh, so we can rule that out. So when yeah. do you start? When do you start eating solids? Eight months, nine months, right? I don't know. I'll have to look into that. I'm just at, the, at the moment, I'm it's daily for me. I look at like where I'm at. I've got an app that mm. says like this is what you should be doing. Well, anyway, look. The long and the short of it is, Grace is not is not going to remember any of this period. Of yeah. Life. So I've not seen her, which has been pretty hard. Hard. That's been pretty taxing. Um. So yeah, I've just been like a sort of Rapunzel in my ivory tower, just sort mm. of sat up here, like just sort of. It's a lot more taxing than you you probably think. Actually, this like isolation. I tried to do 10,000 steps in my bedroom today. So how did that... I mean, poor, I mean, poor Catherine. Just listen to you fucking tromping around that. Did you do it all in one go as well? <laughs> no. I think I got to 370-something. 3,700. 3, That's not bad in a, in a very small room. Not okay, I've, I've, I've just Googled it for you. Kids right. begin forming explicit childhood memories around the two-year mark. Okay, cool. But the majority is still implicit memories until they're about seven. So I can basically chill out, walk around the house naked until she's like probably 18 months. Yeah, and then... I guess so, yeah. Do you walk around the house naked now? No, mm. I don't. But actually, Lisa, so I've, as you know, I mean, God, we've talked about this so much, but as you know, I've got body hang-ups. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, um, I never have my clothes off ever. And then Lisa said to me, I think when the kids are really young, you should just, you'd need to try and hide the fact that you're ashamed of your body. So ordinarily, if it was left up to me, I wouldn't, 
I, I put my top on before I, my kids saw, you know, like I'd be yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. but because Lisa said like, do you want your kids to end up with these like yeah, body yeah. hangups that you've got? So I basically pushed that, pushed those feelings down, walked around windmilling around the upstairs. You, you basically handled it like a nineties man, right? Yeah. It's like basically. Just get wedged down. Just walking it. around. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just pushed it down. That's something a doctor's going to have to deal with in about 10 years. But for now, I'm just walking around butt naked in the hope that my kids are going to be comfortable with their bodies. Hopefully getting enough money that you can someday afford therapy. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, my dad walked around butt naked around me till I was 16. <laughs> really weird. No, do you, um, do you remember the first time you saw like naked, like naked adults? I, I never ever, um, I've never seen my dad or my mum's genitals. I've never seen my my dad's at the swimming pool. Really? Like my, yeah, my dad was accident. I mean, he didn't. yeah, no, no, my dad was like, he was a, like, he changed uh, without any scruples of like, he'd like literally get in the shower as soon as we got out of the swimming pool. Mm. Like, you know, trunks would be off. He's very, very like, sort of like, full of himself, and it would not be knocking around the changing room. Like a real jock in some sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And how did you feel seeing your dad's dick? <laughs> Because I, I imagine, I imagine, because I know this from the boys. Every time they catch a, this is bad. That I'm about to say, but every every time I love they, the idea of them seeing your dick. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I don't want to add to shit, right? I just yeah. get this feeling of them seeing it, and then you just letting out a little sigh. <laughs> no, no, you, you know, know that, when um, you know when um. You're looking for like rare wildlife or whatever. So like, so, 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 so like when we did the travel show to the Arctic and we saw a polar bear, it's so unlikely that we're going to see a polar bear in the wild that we really, really stared at it and stayed with it for quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. how I think my boys feel, the boys feel about seeing my dick. It's so rarely it happens. They want to sort of get as much informa- visual information as they can. So it's, it's almost hypnotic. It's almost like they're watching a fire. Well, even now. Well, they don't. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about four or five occasions this has happened, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I'm, I'm not, I didn't see my dad. We don't have. A, we don't. Have, we don't do. It's not like golden time at primary school. They don't, <laughs> I don't gather them round. <laughs> Put out your cock. So last night we did bedtime story. Tonight it's look at dad's dick. Oh, could that be awful, wouldn't it? Oh, it's weird that uh, Theo wants to go out to his mate's house for tea every Tuesday. What do you think that is? Probably because it's fucking Dick Tuesday with Dad. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's Dick Tuesday. Theo's cheers going around to his mate's house, and he just won't stop crying. <laughs> Sorry, can I just say I'm not? I don't mean it in a weird way. They don't. I just think that like they just want to see. I guess kids are in. Are yeah, yeah, I remember they? as a they're kid being absolutely fascinated by it. Yeah. yeah, like at one point when I used to be in the showers, my dad had to tell me off for looking at staring at like, you know, mm. everyone's who was naked. Yeah. So you, yeah, you know, that's a sort of. How, I mean, <laughs> I, I hope your dad sort of spoke to you about that afterwards. I mean, so if you're in the shower and then you hear somebody in the next cubicle go, saying to his son, "Can you please stop staring at that man's dick?" <laughs> no, he talked to me afterwards, saying he can't go around looking at everyone's dick. <laughs> It wasn't, no, it wasn't like I was. These are the days before cubicles, by the way. Sure, I'm talking right. About, so it's an open shower, and you're just it's an open so you're. Shower. So hold on, so hold on. Your dad, you're stood next to your dad. Yeah, you're both naked. Yeah, right. And and your and and your dad's going. No, I can think you just I, yeah, face I had trunks on. I had trunks on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you're but you're looking around at everyone's. Dad. Yeah, but you know, it's like I was looking around with the one. You know, like in a film where someone's like in Narnia, where like uh, Susie Prevency, whatever her name is. 
goes to like that whole new world and she's like, oh my God, like she's looking around. That like, is not a detail I expected you have no, your recall. No, like, she on. goes through the back of the wardrobe and all of a sudden it's snowy and she's looking around in wonder. Mm. I was a little bit like that as a kid in the showers. Like, oh my God, fucking hell, this is what men, like, you know. And also, you know, a lot of these guys have been playing racquetball or mm. there's a real atmosphere of chatting. And I thought as an adult, I'd love to be a part of that. And actually, I, I fucking, I'm terrified as soon as, I'm in any sort of like communal shower space now. Mm. So, what, what, have you thought of what your nudity policy is going to be with uh, your daughter? No, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that she. No, I'm, I'm keeping it. I'm going to keep it to a real minimum. There's a friend of mine, and I can't name him. He got like he, he, he by his his daughters saw him quite a few times naked, and then they, you know, he made a joke out of giving his penis a nickname, <laughs> and then they they re recounted the name of his penis at school and mm. like the te- the teachers all got in touch and he got in, like yeah they were asking like why he what you know why he made a character out of it and stuff so what was he puppeting it like the show <laughs> no no but i think he tried to desensitize well hold on what what name did he give it then i can't really say because i don't want to get him in trouble yeah so. but like if they say he's giving it a character that suggests he's giving it a name like thanos or something <laughs> no not thanos. i mean yeah if you're a geek like you you might call it thanos <laughs> I mean, well, okay. is... all right, hold on, hold on. What's a cool name to give your dick then? I don't know, like Marco. <laughs> I um, I was at a restaurant with my brother and his uh, wife and their kids, and their daughter needed to go to the toilet. My niece, right. and she said, "I want Uncle Romesh to take me to the toilet." Right. And so I took her to the toilet, and then I needed a piss, and then she. I sort of thought she was like looking at me, like from a, like in, weirdly. I sort of stood at the urinal, so I, yeah. And I sort of kept her. I didn't keep her at arm's distance like an animal or whatever, but she sort of stood over by the sink. Yeah. And then um, my brother told me that she told me that my dick was smaller than her brother's. <laughs> and, what? Yeah, I know. And so You're like, negged for how old is she? She was. She must have been four at the time. Oh my god. So so then I so then I was like so basically she's a mean girl already <laughs> yeah and so then like I sort of had to deal with like my brother going my brother told me that story and then I thought does he think now I don't know what's I don't know if he thinks that his daughter has like seen it from a weird angle or actually she he thinks that my penis is smaller than that of a child also like your I like yeah, your brother's a G right your brother's a, yeah. I can see that your brother he's a Ranganathan. Look, but that's a weird thing to start fucking flexing and showing off about, isn't it? Well, I'm... <laughs> like, coming up to you, yeah. My um, my daughter says that my dick's bigger than yours. No, 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 no. But this is what you got wrong, bro. It's not his dick. His son's dick. His son's dick. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! What? Oh my god! I'm so happy I didn't listen to that the first time. His son's dick. How old's his son? <laughs> He must have been, what is he, six? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's so humiliating for you. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, th- I thought you hadn't reacted to the story. No, like, no, as, no. As I, was just thinking, like, I was just thinking, like, look, yeah, that's brother shit. Like, your brother's just coming up going, yeah, 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 yeah. Thinks, uh, yeah, it's pretty sure that my dick's big. Yeah, but to turn around to you and say, yeah, I mean, like, and then, Cla- and then, like, my brother's wife just sort of went, "That's a bit awkward, isn't it?" And sort of like smiled. And then I thought, "Hold on a minute, does everyone here think that 
My dick's That's actually smaller than this also, kid's dick. I just love the fact that your niece, who I really admire and love, by the way, mm. is like at four and she's already negging you. Yeah. If I was more threatened, I, I, I would, I might ask to sort of sort this out at the next family get together. Right. Or just at least have a look at, have a look at the, uh, the penis in question. <laughs> Imagine that, like literally over at Christmas dinner. Oh, we'll fucking both get our dicks out and see what happens. Mm. This is going kind of dick heavy. Maybe yeah. it's the code. Oh, can I? By the way, I wanted to speak about this because I thought we were going to do the podcast a while ago. Um, but I might as well get this start, uh, dealt with now. Um, I've been doing a run of shows at the Apollo. Can I just say a big fuck you to whoever filmed part of my show when I was dealing with this heckler because it has made the last two weeks of my life a fucking misery? Just like, so basically, you know, this like. Um, there was a heckler at the show yeah, um, yeah. and somebody filmed it and put it online and yeah. said, Romesh got some racism at this thing. It's completely blown out of proportion. I mean, like newspapers started reporting at it and on it and I've been starting to get loads of abuse and shit like that from people going, oh, you can't take it, comedian can't take it or overreacting to racism. I've had other people be, get in touch and be supportive. But the, fa- the thing is that woman was not, a, she, she wasn't racist. She was just hammered, right? And... Um, I can't be asked to get into the details, but what I can say is that I do think all of these problems stem from whoever filmed it and put it on. I mean, it's so but it's dog shit as well. Like, how is there not a way that we can you can get to a point? Because also, like for me, it's like it's the same thing when you go to like a music concert or whatever, and and people are filming it on their phones, and you think you, you're not there in a the fucking moment. I know, it's like, so, but, but mate, who, we, there's a warning. There's a warning at the top of the show to not film or photograph during the show. The whole thing is like. Keep also, but who yeah. watches it back on a fucking I phone know. and go, you know, I was at Romish last night. Uh, I didn't get the full joke because yeah, I yeah. thought here, I got the punchline. And it's just, it's, it's shot on a shot. I, fucking... I think that, I, I personally, look, I'm not, there's two levels of dictum to this. One is filming it. The other yeah. one is fucking tweeting that shit or whatever, yeah. wherever they put it. Annoying. But um, I'm over it now, as you can probably tell. Um, have, have, have any of the people in question been in contact? No. Nah. What do you mean? The actual the who the people that heckled the, the, the people that the, heck, the heckled that are rude or no? But look, the the truth is, I get you get heckled a lot, not a lot, but like it, shit like that happens. Like when it happened on the night, it was funny. The, the woman got kicked out, right? The crowd started cheering, chanting "Cheerio" as she left. I made a joke about it, and the rest of the show was great, and we didn't think anything of it. And then I saw somebody posted a video of it, and I said to Gratz, my tour manager, I wonder if. That's going to be a problem. And then sure enough, the next day it was reported in the papers and then it fucking, once one paper reported it, loads of papers. I'm not, listen, by the way, I'm not making it out like this is as big news as COVID. Like it was, yeah. it, it wasn't a huge story, but it, it was big enough for me to start getting shit on social media. So yeah, man. Uh, thank you to whoever attended the show and posted that online. Because How did you find out the original person and like just fucking... And do what? What would you do know. to that I person? Know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, while we're here uh, as well, we need to shout out. We need to. Uh, we're aware that we need to get on top of. We have got the the outstanding hoodies and t-shirts oh coming. All right. Um, I know there's a number of people getting con- in contact um, saying they haven't received stuff. I don't know whether they don't listen to this podcast and they just got like we are getting on top of that. That there was a real problem with the people who were giving uh, supplying us with these. It's been a problem <laughs> since Christmas that we've both been on top of. Um, with we. Look, in essence, if we probably need someone to deal with this clerical shit, 
um, yeah. who could can, do can, this. Uh, 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 the Swan has been very stressed out by this. By the way. Swan is in, she... insane and, and amazing, by the way. But what we've realised is uh, the Wolf, Owl and Swan have tried to scamper, run and fly as quick as we can. Yeah. What, 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 what I would say is it's a problem for any fledgling business when they can't handle 50 orders. <laughs> There's 100 orders. <laughs> sorry, 100 orders, right. Fine, yeah. <laughs> but, but, and I'm getting a lot of emails from people, but I need to correlate that with Lisa. What, what, what it turns out is we were so worried about whether we could sell them or not, we forgot to worry about whether we could actually get the stuff and send it out or not. So. <laughs> Um, it's a real, it's a real are, fucking lesson for us. People are asking for refunds. We will sort that out. Um, are there I'll, people asking for refunds? There's one person who's asked for a refund. Mm. Um, okay. And yeah, we'll sort that. We'll sort out. We'll get in touch. We'll sort out. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's a craziness. Um, I'm really, really sorry. That won't happen again. By the way, not no, that no. it matters to the people who've no. suffered the delay. Because we could get your niece to do it. But... She's pretty sharp. Right. <clears throat> well, you know what you could do. This could be cool. Take it into. One of the boys, Theo, Charlie, Alex, one of their schools, right? Mm. And make it a class project. That's cool. Like open up a little sweatshop in Crawley. <laughs> no, it could be quite fun. Like if you turn up and you're like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, me and the boys, Uncle Tom, we've, we've been running this business. How, how do we all want to run a production line? Like here's the sweaters, let's get them in envelope. It could be quite fun. Yeah, okay. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Um, I'm slightly worried I've come across negative about my Apollo shows. They were really great uh, shows. Listen, I've heard good. buzzing things, and let me say, if I was at laid up with COVID, I'd have been in the front row every night just shouting and screaming like a One Direction fan who'd lost their mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But how, many, how, how much tour have you got left? I've got loads. I'm, got, I'm touring until June. June? Wow. Yeah. I've only got two days left at the Apollo. Can I come and uh, warm up for you on a couple? No. Why? It's fun. Remember how much fun we had before? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I, I, it was fun. But um, listen, I do like go. I do like doing the, the, the. I do like it when you come to warm up. But it's just. Oh yeah, you don't have a warm up now, do you? Well, I've got a DJ Martin too smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh yeah, you don't have a comic doing it. Yeah, we, yeah. we had a surprise guest. Walshy came and warmed up for me the other night. Oh, Walshy, yeah, yeah. Sure. All right. What if? Okay, here's here's one for you. What if okay, at half time, I come on with a glass of water for you? And go. I think it's about time you. <laughs> and then you point at the watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's about time you what? And then you point like, at your watch. You have a break type thing. Right. Okay. The and then what happens? Well, we both go in together. I have a bit of a laugh about stuff, and I'll probably just go home and not catch a second half of it, or I'll have a beer with you after. Yeah, I think that you need to work on kind of how you are backstage and stuff before we do something. <laughs> Why? <laughs> What would you mean? How you're quite? I would describe you're quite high maintenance, aren't you? But in a backstage environment, like for example, like I, I, it, let's say for example, you were going to do that thing where you came on and say, "Oh, Romesh, you told Tom Foss to call the interval, whatever." Yeah, I would have to listen for the hour before the show starts to you debating how you're going to deliver that one line. <laughs> you agonise over it. And then, uh, and then I wouldn't be able to focus on what the fuck I'm going to do because you're so worried yeah, about how is, you're going to do this. But bit. that's the thing. I'm a perfectionist. I'm sorry. Yeah. Spank my bum and call me Robin. Um, <laughs> I, I am a perfectionist. Nice I little Batman reference there. Um, yeah. I can't, I, I can't do anything without really trying my hardest. That's just me. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got a year's worth of podcasts that we would refute <laughs> that. But... <laughs> 
that you've basically turned up and half-assed. I will come down and watch one of your shows. Just while I remember, so look at this. Look, uh, let me show you this. Look at this. I've got no... Oh, fuck. Did you hear that? I've got no um, ear... I've got no sponge on my headphones. Why? Because Reggie, our dog, ate, got these headphones Jeez. and was fucking eating them. Man. And I, I, I've got a real problem here because I, I've spent... These earphones are fucked. Ah! Oh, they keep, keeps whistling in my ear. Anyway, I, um, I've got... Um, I've basically spent hundreds and hundreds of pounds on ear, uh, headphones that I've lost or broken. Yeah, yeah. Earbuds I've lost and broken. Um, I don't know what to do, man. Like, like, are there, are there indestructible headphones? Or what's the best... Uh, can somebody Dude, the best ones I've had is those ones that we got sent. Samsung ones, still got them going Samsung strong. Samsung Buds? Mate. Yeah, still got them, still got them going strong, boy. Mm. Amazing. This thing keeps... Oh, this thing's, these headphones are making me deaf now. This is the last time I can use these. I'm going to have to buy some new ones. Where are you going to buy? Well, I really like the Sony ones. I can't find... Well, I'm a, I'm a Beats guy. I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to slag off a company, but, you know, Beats are sort of sort of known for being style over substance, you know that now? Yeah, yeah, but then that's pretty much me, isn't it, in a lot of ways? Yeah, I mean, it sort of fits your brand, doesn't it, really? No, <laughs> I just like being stylish and cool. And like, yeah. You know, and also, I can hear you. So that's how I think, like, I, I, I look, you're, you, you've got the whole DJ wannabe fucking rapper kind of vibe, so you probably sit, like, at night and listen to your, I don't know, your hooks and stuff, trying to get your flow on i'm like i use these for this and listening to your podcast here and there i don't need to, i need them just to look cool like when i'm bowling around london yeah do you count do you count depending on what sort of hat you're wearing do you like carry more than one earphone when you're out uh, uh, how do you know that is that what you do yeah of course it's what i do oh right okay good i thought you're gonna if i'm in a beanie or if i'm you know what do you I'm go for with a beanie? Full headphones, yeah? Yeah, yeah, full headphones. Beanie, some baseball caps, if I'm on a flat cap or a trilby. Earbuds. Uh, earbuds, yeah. Yeah. You can't wear a headphones over a trilby. You know what, actually? A trilby would look kind of cool if you wore your headphones like down like that. Yeah. That might be something to try. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I have been doing at the Apollo is getting a lot of fast food. Shout out Deliveroo, delivery drivers. Uh, every yeah. one of them. Every. By the way, every one of them I've asked, bring to stage door and please ask for a remesh. They've done it without complaint. They've smashed it. Yeah, I but love... London delivery drivers are so much better than oh my God, provincial town. London so... delivery drivers, and actually all the big cities, Liverpool, shout out, I had some great deliveries in Liverpool. Mm. But yeah, mate, in these provincial towns, they're terrible. Yeah. There's just not enough of them. Yeah, it is a problem. Well, hold on. I mean, this is all based on the bitterness that you've had off your uh, pizza. When the drivers, did you greet the drivers yourself or did you send... Your tour managers do it. There's a a mix, really, fifty fifty. When you when you saw them, were you yeah. like, did you? Yeah, obviously COVID protocols and that shit. Yeah, but you, were you like, did you tell them to their face how much you loved them? I didn't say I loved them, no. But I said I no, expressed. No, yeah, but mate, I expressed gratitude for what they'd done. Yeah. Did you say God bless you and your bike? God bless you and your bike. Yeah, because their bikes <laughs> needs half the credit. <coughs> you can't even. You can't even. Say that without choking it, can you? It's, that, mate, that's a COVID cough, brother. It's a COVID cough. Mm. Uh, all right, do you want to do some emails? Let's do some, baby. Okay, hold on, hold on one second. Thanks uh, to the swan. 
uh, for selecting. Sorry, David. Uh, Tom, do I seem do I seem weird on this uh, right now? I told you. What do you mean by weird? Well, because I'm currently because of these headphones, I'm currently hearing myself in my own ears. You seem amazing. Okay, great. It's nice um, to can see I your thank, face. Also, can I take this opportunity to thank everyone who uh, emailed in saying monkfish to show that they got to the end of the previous yes, episode? Yes, wow, amazing. You are loved. Uh, you're appreciated. Thank you so much for your support. Okay. This is pissing me off hearing my fucking voice. Okay. Your voice is my favourite thing. Yeah, but I don't want to hear it. I, I, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing me say it, and then like a half a second later, I'm hearing it. If I myself. could get a sound tattoo, you know, like you get dolls that you squeeze like their hand, and it says, uh, I think eventually human beings will be able to do that, and I have like sort of like... What do you mean? Well, we'll be able to put like, other people's sound chips, like of loved ones, into our fingers and stuff. That would be a really good idea, I think. Like, you could squeeze your finger. I don't want to masturbate and hear my dead dad's voice, thank you. <laughs> no, no. No, you'd have to, yeah, I mean, you'd have to, they'd have to make it foolproof, obviously. It would take a while to get. But if you squeeze your finger and you heard it and it just went, go for it, Romesh, you've got this. And you're like, oh, good old Tom. I need, you know, or like, <laughs> I'd sort of squeeze my finger and it would be like, um, you're the yeah. best in the world. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, you could have different, voices that you know why what what's the convenience of um having to squeeze your finger to make it happen well no yeah i mean it's just like a sound bite that you can hear in reality like you can hear like rather than sort of just look at or read like a tattoo sure but why does it have to be in your fingers why is that better than it being on your phone well no because what if you lose your phone or say and it's nice if, if you just go oh god you know who you'd have loved my uncle pete here we go can you can you put a chip <laughs> In my finger, that will play a mate's voice, encouraging me to do something in case I lose my phone. Can you perform surgery on me to put a microchip into my hand in case I lose my phone? That's just, what you're suggesting. I just think it's quite a fun idea. Look, people get tattoos, right? That's the same thing with tattoos. You could you, you just go, you love tattoos. You're all yeah. sucking off tattoos, right? <laughs> <laughs> but. Before tattoos, at some point, some two friends were probably sitting there and someone's like, oh, you know what, I'm going to get a drawing on my body. It's like, oh, well, bloody drawings are everywhere, mate. Look, you just get a painting. Why not just have a painting on your wall? Right? It's the same thing. No, it's not. It is. No. It's and instead not. of like, you, because like, that's the trouble with you, like you're governed by like convenience and you're like, oh, God, it's scary out there in the new world. And I'm like telling you now, you know, if me and you were to go to the moon together, I'd hold your hand through the whole way if I had to. Yeah, and and as I squeezed your hand, it would play the noises of five of your friends giving <laughs> you positive mantras because you'd had some fucking mental surgery. <laughs> I just think, let's just fucking agree to disagree and the world is an amazing place. Yeah, but that wasn't the point you were making, that was it? The point you were making was you wanted us to have chips in our fingers that played... Phrase, yeah, yeah. favorite I, phrases from our friends yeah not just our friends you could get like barack obama on there right or like someone like you you really respected you know tom tom you know sat nav yeah yeah and you you download a voice onto your sat nav yeah, right? yeah, yeah and i i had when i had the one of the like the old school sat navs in my car that you plug into your lighter or yeah. whatever i downloaded mr t's voice yeah yeah and that Another was entertaining yeah. that was entertaining for about four days and then i wanted to get rid of it the, the the situation that you're you're describing is having barack obama's voice inserted into your finger assuming that you're going to want that for the rest of your life yeah and, but 
You could probably, there's probably a way. I haven't even thought of it. And what, what, if, what if Barack Obama's unmasked as a sex offender? Then what do you do? That would never happen, by the way. That's ridiculous. I'm saying hypothetical. Right. Well, then you'd have to go to the doctors or like the voice box people and just say, look, uh, none of us could have anticipated this happening. But on my index finger, I obviously had the Barack Obama voice put in. Mm. He's been outed as a sex offender. Could I just get um, a Ben Affleck? And I assume they'd say something like, now will you finally admit that this surgery thing was a bad idea? Yeah, but but then they'd probably make it a fortune from it. I'll probably I'll go, well, then we can probably see you in three weeks' time. Loads of people got the Barack Obama. Mm. It's just, what I'm saying is, it's just something to think on. Sure. Okay, first email. This is from the chimpanzee. Wowzers. Hi, Wolf Allen Swan. Congrats on the newcomers to your households, respectively. Love your work. Yours is the only podcast I listen to routinely, so make of that what you will. Last weekend, my girlfriend and I were in Costa waiting for our order. Nice. The young baristas brackets all girls, were badly overwhelmed and customs were starting to get shirty. Mm-mm-mm. One of the delivery drivers started to get really angry with one of the girls. Oh, no, we've just been bigging up delivery drivers. Yeah, no, yeah. To which my girlfriend took offence and tried to intervene to stick up for the girls, who were ultimately doing their best, calling the guy out for being rude and telling him they didn't deserve to be spoken to as they were. At this point, a clearly suffering addict, who the girls were visibly distressed by, fired off and sniped back at my girlfriend, saying the delivery driver hadn't been rude and the girls needed to start doing their job. My immediate reaction was to tell my girlfriend not to get involved, out of fear that what the addict might do next. But on reflection, my girlfriend was right to stick up for the girls, clearly no one else was going to, and the driver and addict were out of order. I'm not a particularly confrontational person, and I never have been, nor intend to be in a fight, but I've been kicking myself ever since for A, not standing up for the girls, and B, not backing up my girlfriend when the addict barked at her. I guess in hindsight, I was scared of the unpredictable next move of the driver, and particularly the inebriated addict, but I think I should have got involved. Have either of you been in any memorable confrontations with strangers? If so, how did you manage the situations? Or do you think that sometimes the best course of action is just to keep out of it? Yeah. So I think you did the right thing. Mm. I think sometimes it will feel that you'll feel like you're back down or you didn't do. But actually, in a situation like that, I think you, like pouring petrol on the flames will only go to make it it worse and it would, you know, especially with someone like, you know, you'd sort of, I mean, you're saying an addict, it, uh, I don't know whether it was we talking about as a drunk or a uh, drug addict, whatever. But either way, there's an unpredictability to that. Um, that I don't think, I think like at the moment, you're thinking that and it's probably coming from quite a sort of place of your masculinity thinking, I wish I'd done this or I wish I'd done that. And some of that comes through f- watching films and watching in these like us having a fake representation of how we think we should be that version of sitting there right now and regretting not doing the things and not being this valiant hero coming down from the hills and fucking saving everyone it you know you, that's kicking you because that's just a slight crux and your your girlfriend probably i wouldn't imagine thinks that at all the the other side of that version is far worse it's a guy who steps in aggressively to a situation um with someone who's unpredictable you don't and, and what follows could be complete carnage and then you're sitting on the other side of something and it's terrifying and some damage has been done and you're constantly and and there's no real going back from that so i think you've done the right thing uh yeah i, I remember sort of being about 1920 with my girlfriend at the time and being in a petrol station and a group of like guys starting on both of us 
I remember back in like down because like three or four of them, and the two of us got in. We got in a car, and like I could, I genuinely couldn't look at her for about two or three days after because I felt so embarrassed that like this thing had happened and like you know I hadn't been able to sort of stand up for myself in the situation. But I actually realised that, so yeah, and it's a, it's an old adage, but being able to walk away is the best thing. And like yeah, there's times in my life that I, I wish I had been able to do that, and I didn't. And actually nothing bad will ever happen from walking away and the only hit that gets taken and the only knock that gets that felt is to your ego uh, and i think that's something that you could you can be very proud of and i, I would not rest on i wouldn't sleep t- too hard on yourself thinking that you um you did anything but the right thing uh once again great advice from the wolf there uh chimpanzee don't feel bad man i mean the truth is you're talking about an addict um, you're talking about an unpredictable situation, like Tom said. Who knows how that could have gone down? Do you know what I mean? And we all get, we've all got into situations a little bit like that. And the repercussions of getting involved and escalating a situation could have been, you know, you just don't know how that's going to go down. I remember, like, my dad telling, my dad was in prison and he used to tell me uh, stories about how other people had ended up inside. And there was a guy that, it was outside a pub. Somebody had said something. He stepped in, did the opposite of what you did, got involved in a, 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 and, and was aggressive in the situation, hit the guy. The guy hit his head on a curb, died, uh, and, and then he ended up going inside. It's like a single mistake that ended up leading to changing his life. I mean, that's quite a heavy example to give. But anyway, uh, the point I'm trying to make is you just don't know how these things are going to escalate. But also, fucking... People just seem to be so. There are some people that just get so aggy, man. Yeah, it's it's needless aggression. It's the worst, the worst thing, right? The uh, the worst version that I had of that, like, is years a couple of years ago. I was at the swimming pool and uh, I was doing my lengths, and uh, I was, every time I got to deep end, there was these fucking two kids. I was right? doing my. Can I just stop you a second? What? I know people hate it when I interrupt you. What do you mean I was doing my length? I was banging out my lengths. Yeah, what does that mean? What, did you doing... have a set number of lengths that you always did? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. many? Tw- between 25 and 40. Right. So you would <laughs> just turn up there and just smash out a load of lengths? Yeah, that's where you do it, isn't it? Well, you, I know what you're probably like. Dip your head in, frolic around for a bit, do a couple of handstands, three or four lengths, broken up, you know, while you're sort of showing off your new hit, waterproof earphones. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so I interrupted your story. Anyway, you so these two kids, every time I got to a deep end, they start fucking jumping in. Uh, and I'm like, at first, I'm like, okay. Yeah, then I see them nudge each other as I, you know, as I get closer. And like, they jump in, and I'm like, look, I fucking see what you're doing. I get it. You think you're fucking funny. When I was your age, I was the same. But stop this shit. It's fucking annoying, right? When I say they were kids, they were like 12, right? So then I swim back, and then I come back the other end to the swim a few, and they do it again, and I'm like, "Fucking!" So it's, anyway, I just sort of went, like splashed the water a bit. It was like, "Fuck's sake!" Like, in quite a camp way. Anyway, next thing I know, this guy uh, who's been lounging around in the hot tub, who's probably about like five foot two, five foot three, covered in tattoos, uh, dolly on a chain kind of vibe, um, <laughs> jumps into the pool and he sort of waddles down, so he's sort of up to like his chest. And you go, oi, mate, oi, you fucking talk to my kids like, mate, I'm going to fucking spark you. 
I'm like, mate, they keep jumping in when I'm swimming up here. Like, it's really, really not on, mate. It's like, this is this part's for swimming, not for, like, di- it says no diving. He's like, I'll fucking knock you out, mate. You come down here, I'll fucking knock you out. And I'm I, like, I don't remember seeing you at the swimming pool, actually. This is weird. <laughs> no, he's more naked, you know. He's mm. like, right. he's like, fucking hell, mate. You come down here, I'm going to fucking knock you out, mate. I'll bang you out. And I'm like, Oh, like, look, man, I don't want to fight. Da, da, da. And I was like, and then we started having this argument where I'm in the deep end standing up. He's in the shallow end. Mm. We started having this argument. And I was like, why don't you come up here? And he says, I can't swim. And it's genuinely one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I just stood there for a while just thinking, well, I'm fucked now. I can't. Yeah. But it was that was a moment. Like, yeah, we're a real fucking fight. So, look, look, chimpanzee, you didn't do anything wrong. You're a G, Forgive yourself, you know. This shit happens. Um, okay, next email. So this is from the raccoon dog. Wow, uh, raccoon dog. It says, good evening, Swan Wolf and Al. Tom, congratulations on the birth of your wonderful daughter. I think I speak on behalf of the whole Wolf and Al congregation when I say you've been like a father to us, to all of us wow. this past year with your positive words of wisdom. So we'll absolutely smash being a real dad. Absolutely awesome. love both your work. I write this whilst watching The Weakest Link and I'm excited in anticipation. Oh, let me just do, jump in here. Weakest yeah. Link was amazing, by the way. That's very kind of you, thank you. It really was. And if my daughter could remember those cherished moments of her first sort of forge into this mortal core that we called Earth, uh, she will remember me and my family all sitting around Thank watching. you to quite the corner here, haven't you? Uh, me and my family all sitting around watching uh, my dear, dear. I've actually got an amazing picture of my daughter with you on the screen doing Weakest Link. It's one of my favourite things. Yeah. Why do you keep... Can, just as we've been doing this podcast, you're wearing an Adidas tracksuit top, yeah. which I assume is part of the agreement for you to be getting <laughs> this free stuff that you're getting. And you keep pulling up, zipping up, unzipping the top of this tracksuit. I, I, you What's know what it on? is? Uh, it's COVID temp. What do you mean? Well, I've got a bit of a temperature because of COVID, so my temperature highs and lows. So... Are symptoms of COVID going through some sort of micro-menopause where you're like hot one second and cold yeah, the next? Maybe. I am going hot and cold quite a lot. I have hot and cold flashes. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, right this while I was watching The Weakest Link and I'm excited in anticipation for the curse. I hope you don't mind, but I have a few questions. At this point, I'm slightly irritated with the swan hair because it's quite... A, uh, no disrespect to the raccoon dog. It's lovely to hear from you, but this is quite... A, a high maintenance emailers because there's four okay. questions here wow. and they're not quick questions. Okay. Uh, and already I've made a dick of myself. There's only three questions. So my questions to both of you are, how did you first meet each other? Have we talked, we've talked about this already, haven't we? I think we have talked about it. So does this one so, listen to this fucking podcast? Or does the person who's written in listen to the podcast? Well, it doesn't matter, does it? Swan selected this email. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can do that quickly. We met at a gig, right? Um, it was no, a, I don't remember was, this gig. It was an industry gig. Oh God, yeah, I do. I was comparing. You were, uh, you were the shit hot stuff that was coming out, and everyone was excited to see. No, uh, what happened? What happened was I was sort of didn't really know anybody on the gig. Everybody else knew each other. And you were hosting. Quite sort of. What's the best way of describing how you were? Sort of, you know, you were the king in your castle. Do you know what I mean? And I sort of turn up as this kind of. No, you were like they didn't really. No, right. You, if I was a king, you'd be like, uh, like I was King Arthur, uh, you know, and I'd like knights at the round table. You would be like Merlin, in a sense. Sure. Yeah. It was around that time that 
I'm going to, I'm not going to name the person, but it's just around that time that I was doing that gig that this happened. Um, I was looking for an agent. And I love this story. <laughs> I got invited to a, a meeting with an agent and the agent suggested that we went for a curry. Um, and so recommended this restaurant. And so I met the agent for dinner. No, lunch, sorry. And we sat down and they went, I knew meeting you, I'd have to find a proper place for wow for for it a cover. Still shocks me that they, that happened, right? So I was like, okay. and I know the person you're talking about. So that was the first alarm bell, and there was sort the, of this was the person who was going to make your fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still interested. I'm still here. And then um, towards the end of the meal, they said, "Listen, I'm not going to beat around the bush, but I'm looking for." Well, um, I don't want to say it, but I'm looking for a, a, an act of your type. Jesus. And uh, I went, uh, like, like what? And he sort of went, you know, your type. Stand up. <laughs> they were looking for a brown comedian, so they just invited one to a curry Jesus. to try and see on the day. Christ. You know what? Well, we can't. But yeah, they, Go on, I've, I have a bountiful load of stories of that nature. <laughs> One day I can tell about that very person. Okay, but that so yeah, that's how we we met that night, and we had a few beers after. I remember and we we talked, and you were incredible that night. And I knew you that you were incredible that night. I, I watched you that night, and I thought, well, this guy's got it all worked out. And one day, I hopefully. I shall and carry do you remember his what happened? I went up to you and I said, "Listen, man, I really like what you do." Um, I, I'm looking for someone to start a podcast with. W would you be interested? And you just and you, do you remember you sort of rocked your head back and you did like a hearty laugh, and you went, "Listen, little fish, I don't think we're quite in the same pond just yet." <laughs> I think the truth of the matter would be, I'd have just jumped at anything just to be anywhere near you. I think I think the trouble was that night I was I had to go to hospital because uh, well I don't I don't know if you remember. There was fire on stage that night, oh, and it licked off. hard. Those flames were governed by Robert Rangelathan. Um, Okay, two more questions. Cool. Uh, both of which I think we've kind of tackled before. How did the idea of the podcast come along? I think it was just pure boredom, and we talked about it and talked about it and talked about it, and we just wanted to do something together, and here we are. Mm -hmm. What's the first, last question? Do you have any tips for new stand-up comedians? Yeah, we have done this one about a hundred times. I mean, um, well, look, um, my our tips for new stand-up comedians are um, gig your ass off, gig your ass off, write your ass off, and and, and genuinely, I say this, enjoy it, like because yeah. you know what, I was talking to someone uh, yesterday about why I I stopped doing it for the length of time I did, and that was just because I got really forced into doing weirdly by the same person that Romesh is talking about earlier. Uh, into doing a brand of stand-up that I didn't really want to do, and I want like I sort of compromised who I wanted to be on stage and what I wanted to talk about and how I wanted to be. So that became stand-up became a less of a less fun because I I felt like I couldn't I couldn't do what I wanted to do. So I think go out, enjoy it, and and yeah, do the thing that you can do the best. Yeah, actually, do you know what? Um, 
the the thing that I haven't talked about that I do think you need to do as a new stand-up or as any stand-up, and this sounds easy, but it's actually quite difficult. You need to find, you, you need to be you as much as you possibly, possibly can. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like be how you are. I mean, a lot of comics are the same on stage as they are off stage. Like I would say I'm quite similar to how I am off stage when I'm on stage. But people like Milton Jones, for example, you know, he's a bit of a character on stage, but that is him. He's tapped into what he finds funny and he does that. That's what you've got to do. You've got to, you've got to try and cut away any expectations or what you think people want you to do and blah, 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 and just channel yourself as much as you possibly can. That's I mean, exactly that might right. shit advice. No, no, it's the best advice because you know what? I did the opposite of that and I did something that yeah. I, I sort of succumbed to being saying that I didn't really want to be. And that, that like every time I stepped on stage, when what was my second nature and the thing that I thought was funny about me was the thing that I was trying to hold back and I was trying to do something different that I thought people wanted to see. So look, what I would say is Raccoon Dog, I owe both you and the Swan a massive apology. It turns yeah. out this email is well worth uh, reading and answering. Yeah, so it's well I'm worth sorry. the turning up price. So shout out yeah. the Raccoon Dog and yeah, the Swan. Raccoon Dog, big up yourself. Thank you so much. I apologise for doubting. Boom, 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 boom. This is from... You want to do one more? Let's do one more, baby boy. Uh, this is from the Fox. Shout out to Fox. Dear Wolf, Owl and the Swan. Please keep me anonymous for reasons that will become clear, but feel free to refer to me as a fox. I've had a girlfriend for a few months, but over recent weeks, I've realised that while I respect and like my girlfriend and think she's amazing, oh my God, I'm in love with a co-worker. Oh no. Whenever there's a possibility of inviting a plus one on a night out, I turn to said co-worker instead of my girlfriend and I very much enjoy spending time with her. I love introducing my co-worker to my good friends, but I'm reluctant to do so with my girlfriend. Oh my God. Wow. I've been friends with a co-worker for a long time, so it would seem weird to venture further than friendship. I very much like spending time with my girlfriend. Things with her are great. But I wonder if there is a bigger world there. The co-worker seems to entertain the idea of her feeling the same. And last summer, we even went to Greece together as friends. It is a weird situation, as I do like the girlfriend, but also wonder if more is out there. I'm 25 and would not want to waste an opportunity. We'd love to hear your thoughts. All the best, the fox. Holy shit. You know what, the fox? I'm going to be quick here, bro. And, like... Finishing with a girlfriend, because if I'm going to be completely honest with you, you're being a bit of a Wow. And, like, this is, like, I'm going to, I'm going to be pretty clear here as someone who has a daughter now. Like, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> fucking outlandish behaviour, brother. Like, holding on to a, the girlfriend while you curry favour and try and work out how things might play out with this co-worker isn't cool, man. Like, that is not cool. Like, you need to just say, right, this is how my ship, this is where I'm sailing, and this girl that you're trying to make a passenger and try to keep on board, it's not fair, man. It's not fair at all. So you need to do that as earnestly as you might want to do it and say, like, you can construct that narr narrative, whether you tell her how you feel exactly or you just say things aren't working out. However you do that, you've got to be the bigger man and do that. And that's going to be a very big, at the age you're at now, that's going to be a big cornerstone in how you are. And don't get me wrong, every each and every one of us has been in this position and it's a hard thing to do where you've got to be a bigger man and say, look, this isn't working and I've got to fucking go, like, yeah. But you have to do that and you have to do it sooner rather than later. As to the co-worker, I think you need to have a clear conversation because I think when you're in that situation that you're in right now with someone that you're going on holiday with and you clearly have feelings for 
and you're taken out with your friends. The truth of it all is what will happen is if you don't, if you're not honest and you don't talk to her about how you feel, what's going to happen is she's either going to move on in life and she's going to meet someone and that's going to create, create like an, like a problem between you or you're just going to stagnate and you're just going to do this thing and you just sort of like, you know, and it never end up well. Like in this situation, the best policy is honesty. And, and I think you just have to sit down with her and say, look, this is how I'm feeling. It might make things awkward for a while. It might make things awkward for a year. But on the flip side of that, it might be amazing. And you might, she might just feel exactly the same. And then you're Tim and Dawn out of the office and you go happily in, into the sunset. But yeah, you just need, I think this is a, this is a big moment in your life, brother, to work out who you, who you want to be as a man, whether you want to be a guy who's dragging like a woman along, hoping that another woman goes out with you, or you want to be someone who goes, look, this is, this is where I'm at. And this is who I want to be. And l- like I say, I say this from a place of, I've made those mistakes. I don't know about Ron, but I've made those mistakes. I've, I've been in a position where I, w- I wish I could go back and go give myself the advice I'm giving you. I'm not giving this from a place of going holier than thou. I'm giving it to like a place where I wish I knew the things then that I know now. And yeah, yeah go and do your thing, brother. Yeah. He's not being holier than thou, but he did open his advice by saying that you're being a... Yeah, yeah um, but I, I was... Like I say, I'm, I'm not perfect. I wish to God that I'd... Yeah. Um, listen, I, I actually sort of agree with Tom. Not a sort of, I do agree with Tom. Uh, this is my opinion. If you're supposed to be with your girlfriend, you're going to spend all your time with her. You want to introduce her to your friends. You'll want to, you'll be proud of her. You'll want to take her everywhere. I know that Tom feels like this about Catherine, but I know, I can tell you that I feel like this about Lisa. I want all my friends to meet Lisa. I want to spend all my time yeah, yeah. with Lisa. I'm proud of her. I'm delight. I, I can't believe that she's my wife. You shouldn't feel like you want to keep her out of things. Do you know what I mean? I, I just don't think there's a bad sign. Whatever happens with this coworker, you need to end shit with your girlfriend, regardless of whether this coworker thing's going to go anywhere, because it's not fair on your girlfriend. Like what I can tell, my impression from your email, and I might have this wrong, Fox, is that you're hedging your bets is that you are worried that this thing won't work out with your co-worker, so you're holding on to your girlfriend. It's just not fair on her. What you've got to do is you've got to treat these things as separate entities. Your relationship with your girlfriend's not right. End it. Then see if there's something that can happen with this co-worker. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, you still weren't supposed to be with your girlfriend because that wasn't right. The fact that you were kind of feeling like this about your co-worker means that your relationship with your girlfriend wasn't right. So even... If you end this not being with your coworker, but not being with your girlfriend, that's still better than the situation you're in now, even though it might not feel like it. So that would be my advice to you, Fox. Young man, you're at the crossroads. Take Absolutely. the right path. And what I would say is um, you are currently being out of order but you're not a bad person. Of course. No, you're not a bad person. You know what I mean? You, but, but what you've got to do is you've got to evaluate the situation and and, and do the right thing. This is just a life-defining moment. And you Absolutely. just need to make do the right thing. Fox, good luck with it, man. Go? I hope it goes well. Do you. But yeah, the new we year. love you. We love you. Love you, Fox. Why did I say we love you? I, I've turned I to you. you. I liked you. I liked you. No, it's sweet. It's very sweet, man. I just, I like I just think you. that... I just think that this the fox has opened up to us. I know, I liked it. And, and, and do you know what? 
uh, put, uh, and sent an email that puts them in quite a negative light. Yeah, so. no, yeah, but look, mate, we've all been there. The, what's beautiful about that is like you, you lent forward like a hearty woman in a northern calf with a low cut top on who was about to tell someone a secret. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, listen, guys, this is the end of the uh, the podcast for the for the second half of it i've been hearing my voice echoing into my voice and oh, i reckon that's taken about 10% off of my let me just feel, finish off with this boy let me just finish off with this one prince this today as we record this is blue monday so i want to shout out for anyone who might have struggled anyone who's been for a tough time i've got to say in the last 5 to 6 days even just before covid I've felt my struggles. I've like, and, and, and since, and one well, shout you out again, cause you've been incredible as a pal and you've been as a mate checking in. I want to say that like a captain on a ship in bad seas, it will pass. It's like every time that I've thought that I've had negative thoughts or I've felt low or I've felt sat in this room on my own quite like I've let my sometimes let negative thoughts overtake my positive thoughts. Every the thing I keep telling myself is it will pass, and I think it was Romashu who said that to me through text, and it's an incredible thing. And like even shouting out to the fox, and 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 you might be going out through some negative times coming through this, but it will pass. And I think that's the thing that, you know, I want to shout out to anyone who's struggling at the moment because this is a tough time. You know, it doesn't matter like who you are and where you are in the world and and, and what background you're from. These times can be tough and. Just know that better times are coming. We shall bake in the sun, my friends, and we shall smile because the world will keep returning. Um, <laughs> literally, as you were finishing that up, I was thinking I'm about to commend you on a really heartwarming place to this podcast. And then you did some sort of pseudo-Italian accent just right at the end there. Was that... <laughs> I don't know what it was. I was trying to get... Get the sort of will I keep a turning? Will I keep a turning? Will I keep a turning? It was sort of Mario. Yeah, I know, but I tried to do it in my accent, but it didn't quite work. But it will keep turning. Um, I did actually think it was beautiful, though. Well done, Tom. And you all I beautiful. I love you, brother. And I love you. Hey, you're my guy. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, if, you're, if you're listening and thinking this is a bit subdued, it's because we're recording this at, <laughs> at 9.30pm. Yeah. Um, and one of us has COVID and the other one's just done a 15-hour day. Sure. On the back sure. of four nights doing his Apollo show. So, yo, don't beat us up because this tiredness will pass, baby. Yeah, don't beat us up. Join us up as yo, part yeah, of exactly. the Wolf and Owl click. Shout out. You're the one. Peace out. Love you, baby. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you.